Attention Patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to the show, my husband, J.C. Hall. And as promised, we are going to give you the answer to the premier argument that you're going to be hearing over the next few days, few weeks, as long as they can stretch out this impeachment debacle. Because remember, they have produced no evidence of bribery, no evidence of treason, no evidence of a high crime, or no evidence of a misdemeanor. So what they want the public to believe is that Congress has the authority to impeach the president on anything that they can come up with. Anything that they can define as being political, right? And so I I just want to give you some examples of what you're going to hear so that you can know when your alarm bell should go off in your head. And uh, in The Guardian, it says, in, in other words, it's not necessarily about criminality or the penal code. In Federalist number 65, Hamilton wrote that impeachable offenses are those, quote, which proceed from the misconduct of public men, or in other words, from the abuse or violation of some public trust, dot, dot, dot. We've conveniently cut out some text there. not what he said. And they relate chiefly to injuries done immediately to the society itself, end quote. Well, the important thing is, it is exactly what he said in writing. No, 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 it's exactly, no, it's exactly what he said in the quotes. Right, exactly. What's important there, he said, because... His statement is, Hamilton says, impeachment is. No, Hamilton did not say yeah. impeachment is. Well, and notice what follows in, is right. in quotes, but that, word, that impeachment is, is not in quotes. And that's what changes the entire meaning because right. he does not define impeachment. Right, because they're saying, and this is what you're going to hear, that impeachable offense, that Hamilton defines impeachable offenses in Federalist 65. He does he not. He does not. We have Politico. Quoting some law professor By from the University of Texas. By the way, if he did, we Texas. wouldn't even be having this discussion. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so we argument. have Politico quoting some Texas law professor, because everybody knows the law professors know more about the Constitution than we do, right? And obviously more about the Federalist Papers than we do. And he says that um, the, the Federalist Papers, written by Alexander Hamilton, refers to impeachment as stemming from, quote, Offenses which proceed right. from the misconduct of public men 
or in other words, from the abuse or violation of some public trust. And again, notice where the quote starts. Right, exactly. Okay, notice what's not included. Refers to impeachment as stemming from. That's not in quotes. You know why? Because yeah. Hamilton doesn't say that. Here we have Politico. Politico is uh, quoting, um, I forget who they're quoting here. Anyway, they say that Alexander Hamilton probably uh, offered probably the best explanation of the impeachment provision in Federalist 65. Uh, and he says that he proposed, uh, he said the purpose of impeachment. No. Nope. Not what Federal 65 is about, but they said, he said the purpose of impeachment was to deal with, now the quotes, the misconduct of public men, or in other words, from the abuse or violation of some public trust. Politico even goes on to say nothing in these most authoritative comments suggests that impeachable offense need be a crime, right? It's, it's, it ought to be very telling to anyone reading these things what's not inside the quotation marks right (laughs) washington post washington post is the most absurd abuse of federal 65 that's out there you have bob bauer who was counsel for for barack obama right and now he's a law professor at the new york university college of law and he is aggravated that Donald Trump is tweeting at NBC. He doesn't like Donald Trump's tweets. He doesn't like Donald Trump's tweets. He said uh, that Bob Bauer, and this is a quote now, Bob Bauer writes, a president who is a demagogue, whose demagoguery defines his style of political leadership, is subject for that reason, for that reason, demagoguery, to impeachment. And he does the greatest hack of Federalist 65 and says, in Federalist 65, Hamilton defines an impeachable offense. Nowhere does he define as one that quote inflicts political end quote the single word the single word political (laughs) injury on a democratic society right yeah so his argument is because because he should be impeached for his tweets well for his speech yeah he actually says presidential. Speech. Yeah, you're obnoxious. Words you're obnoxious, so you should be. Abused. Are an impeachable offense, not according to him, mind you. You're abrasive. According to Alexander Hamilton. Right. Right. So. Hack- that's pure hackery. Pure hackery. So let's let's look at this. Federalist 65. Now we're using Federalist 65 from the Avalon Project, which is the Yale Law School. Now. I know yeah. what you say about Yale, but they Whatever, have compiled all of these things. Matter. But it's a really great place S- because same. it runs in numbers. Hey, and you can look at it in a book or whatever. Right. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. As long as you know that it's an accurate rendition and not, quote, yeah. <laughs> quote, Federalist Papers. So let's just, let's just run straight to the meat of this because... If you look at the the heading of this document, it's mm. a telltale right there. Sure. Because Hamilton is writing on uh, in 1788 explaining the constitution as it's presented mm. to the people of New York. He's and yeah. he tells us in the heading explaining, defending and rebutting yes, criticism. Right, exactly. And it says in the heading, the powers of the Senate continued. Yeah. So we wrote we know right now from the heading 
The subject matter of this paper is not impeachment. It's not defining the terms of impeachment. Right. Or we don't have indication that that's what it is. So, I mean, right? right. General, this is sort of a general right. topic heading. This is about the powers of the Senate. This it's is not about, about the president. The powers of the Senate. And nor, as you said, nor does it say it's setting out to define impeachment. Right. And then, of course, as you read it, you realize he's not defining impeachment. He does not. And so when you when you see these things, these things that I've quoted to you from these articles, and by the way, you're going to hear them on Fox News as well. I pulled yeah. this screenshot off my computer uh, while Fox News was talking about the impeachment hearings. And we had, if you're watching us on YouTube right now, you see the screenshot. Chris Wallace Chris was saying Wallace. the same thing. Chris Wallace saying the exact same right. things as Politico and WAPO and all these things, right? So... Hamilton, and they're, what they're doing is they're quoting out of paragraph two. Yeah. Now, in paragraph one... Words from paragraph two. Right. <laughs> quoting... Not the paragraph. This is the quintessential cherry picking, is it yes. not? Yes. Quintessential p- cherry picking. Because they're taking phrases and applying meaning to a phrase by dropping it into the meaning itself. So we're saying, this is right. the meaning, and this quote is the meaning. Fits the meaning. Fits yeah. the meaning. Yeah. Because, well, like, like you said, the stuff outside of the the parent or the quotation, mm-hmm. uh, Hamilton defines impeachment. So I think that's the first thing is to understand the overall context. As you said, it's about the power of the Senate. Now, in particular, the the topic of Federal sixty five and and really the only question, only argument that Hamilton addresses his entire purpose for Federalist sixty five is is why is impeachment the power of impeachment placed in the legislative body and particularly in the senate that's that's the topic that's what he addresses not why is not defining impeachment where it is yeah that's it exactly period. he does okay number one it's it is about the judicial character of the senate yeah it is about why impeachment is lodged in the legislative body yeah and not in the Supreme Court, and not in a separate body created outside of the federal government, like a, like a special counsel. So right? that that really is is the sum total mm-hmm. of Federal 65, everything you just said. And, and I, would, I would add uh, the judicial character of the Senate in the impeachment process, right? right. Not not the judicial character as a whole. Right, no, 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 right. But, but yeah, as, those... As to impeachment... What was that, like four judici- things you just said? The judicial character of the Senate... In impeachment. In impeachment... Why the Supreme Court is not the fit body. Right. And why a separate body outside the the federal government, like a special committee or a special counsel, yep. is not the proper place for impeachment either. It never, ever, ever defines... Impeachable offenses. Impeachable offenses. It never, ever, ever refers to... Uh, the impeachment offenses in and of themselves. Right. It describes the nature of impeachment, right. but not the specifics of its accusations. Correct. And, exactly. And what we're doing here now is I want to, we're going to take the second paragraph in detail. We'll refer to the other things, but we'll take the second paragraph in detail because this is where these people are cherry picking. Yeah, that's good. Okay. It says, Beginning in the first line of state, paragraph two, a well-constituted court for the trial of impeachment is an object not more to be desired than difficult to be obtained 
in a government wholly elected. I would read the whole paragraph, by the way. Read it all together? All right. All right. The subjects of its jurisdiction are those offenses which proceed from the misconduct of public men, or in other words, from the abuse or violation of some public trust. They are of a nature which may in peculiar propriety be denominated as political as they relate to chiefly injuries done immediately to the society itself. The prosecution of them causes uh, for this reason will seldom fail to agitate the passions of the whole community and to divide it into parties more or less friendly or inimical to the accused. In many cases, there will always be the greatest danger. Oh, we're going to have to come back after the break and I'll finish it there. Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. We're going through Federalist 65, and if you're you're watching us, you know, on, on YouTube or on uh, Roku, or you're listening to us on a podcast, why don't you pause and get a copy of Federalist 65 yeah. and go along with us? Because I realize as I read this, I just envision your eyes glazing over because the language is difficult. Yeah, but, but, the, but the point is this, and here's this is the problem with what's going on. Mm -hmm. All these people are picking a sentence. Right. If, if you look at this, Hamilton takes an entire paragraph to make his point. You right. cannot right. pull the single sentence out without understanding the sentences around it and what he's trying to say by that one statement. Okay, so he says, let me go ahead and finish. He says, they are of a nature which may, with peculiar propriety, be denominated political as they relate chiefly to injuries done immediately to the society itself. The prosecution of them for this reason, will seldom fail to agitate the passions of the whole community and to divide it into parties more or less friendly or inimical to the accused. In many cases, it will connect itself with the pre-existing factions and will enlist all their animosities, particularity, uh, particular, I, I don't know, partiality, sorry, partialities, influence, and interest on one side or the other. And in such cases, there will always be the greatest danger that the decision will be regulated more by the comparative strength of parties than by the real demonstration of innocence or guilt. So That it, last so sentence is so powerful, yeah. JC, especially in on. the face of people who want you to say, oh, well, the impeachment process is not about due process. It's not criminal in nature. Hamilton is telling you, yes, it is. It's about determining guilt or innocence. Right. Yeah, and so I think to, and to notice, first of all, I would say what's not there in what you read. So what's not there is Ham Hamilton does not say um, impeachable offenses are political. Right. He okay? does not say that. Or, or that a president can be impeached because of political 
action or political misconduct, okay? He's saying in that statement, in the context of the whole paragraph, he, he is very sim simply saying that this, this impeachment mm -hmm. becomes political because you're dealing with elected officials, right? okay? And these impeachment accusations or the Im impeachable offenses are violation of that of, of the person's elected office or elected function, the things he's supposed to be doing or, or the enumerated powers or, or the office. So when it says a violation of some public trust, that phrase public trust is a reference to an elected office or function. It's, it's, not, it's, not a, it's not referencing a feeling that you made the people not trust you. That's not what it's talking about. That's not how that, that word trust is being used. But that's what, he, that's what he means by it being political. The fact that it's an accusation against an elected official, therefore, he's violating the office. And so this is, offense, this, uh, this is an offense against the people who elected him. He's violating the position that but they gave him. So that's what's going to cause the divisiveness because people are going to be right. fighting each and other. And that's the point. The point is the divisiveness. Yeah. Once again, he is not defining impeachable offenses. No. So nowhere. what he's saying is because that you have somebody in public office who's been elected there. Right. I love how he says pre-existing divisions. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So somebody's going to say, hey, this is why I didn't elect this guy. I told you not to elect this guy. And so because now you have an accusation, they're like, oh, well, this guy can't be trusted. You can't elect. We didn't want to elect this guy to begin with. This is exactly what we're seeing, right? Yeah. The warning that Hamilton is giving us about the danger of the whole, uh, uh, the whole institution of impeachment is playing right out in front of our eyes. He said, look, the danger is because we're dealing with something very important here. We're dealing with someone's reputation. We're dealing with an elected political office. And the danger is that it won't be about the offense itself. It will be about political party partisanship. Right. And that's what he's, I mean, he actually says this pre-existing factions will enlist all their animosities, partialities, influence, and interest on one side or the other. Right. And it'll be used to divide the people. Yep. And not be interested in discerning real guilt or innocence. As arrogant men tear up our constitution and from every direction we cry can't learn the easy way, you'll learn the hard way. Chris N. Hall, she's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Look, if you are, uh, if you see the value in what we're giving you today, because you know you're not seeing this anywhere else, you're not hearing this anywhere else. As a matter of fact, you're hearing garbage mm -hmm. everywhere else about this. You're hearing lies everywhere else about this. So if you value what you see here, value the time and the resources that it took to put it together, partner with us, keep us on the air, keep this possible. Yeah. How do you do that, JC? Uh, text IMPACT2020 to 33777. It's just that simple. For five bucks, you partner with us, 
and we're designing specific benefits for membership. We're going to have exclusive, just to you, Q&A sessions, exclusive articles, I mean things exclusive to your group and to those who are members of Liberty First University. Yeah, and I, so absolutely. Easy, easy. And I, I like the way you're, you're keying in on uh, the second paragraph in Federalist 65 because that's that's the whole crux of mm -hmm. their argument. And I would just emphasize again the use of the phrase political right. and public trust. Mm -hmm. um, he's simply talking about, he simply is saying that impeachment accusations, impeachment is brought against elected officials. Right. Therefore, this is a violation against the public who put him in that office. Well, and not only that, That's he's pointing that. out very accurately that because these are people in public office, we are driven by emotion yeah. and not reason. We are driven by political party faction and not you know, the same kind of logic and, and consideration that you would give to somebody, and he says, in a matter of guilt or innocence. Yep. Can um, I read the, the paraphrase, the simple paraphrase? Yeah, the, sure. Just to, so here's that paragraph in a, in a nutshell, right? So he says, a well-constituted court for impeachment is difficult in elected government since it is trying public men, right, or elected mm -hmm. officials. It's putting elected officials mm -hmm. on trial. Mm -hmm. The trials are political in the sense that the illegal activity violates the office given by the electorate. Mm -hmm. So as a result, it'll be very divisive. And the biggest danger is the outcome will be decided by party strength rather than solid proof of guilt or innocence. And that's, that's the paragraph in a nutshell. That's it. That's what he says. So nowhere in that is, here's what impeachable offenses are. Mm -hmm. Impeachable offenses are political offenses. He never, ever, never says ever that. says that. I want to read uh, the third paragraph, JC, because I think this is important as well. He says, the delicacy and magnitude of a trust which so deeply concerns the political reputation and existence of every man engaged in the administration of public affairs speaks for themselves. The difficulty of placing it rightly in a government resting entirely on the basis of periodical elections will as readily be perceived when it is considered that the most conspicuous characters in it will, from that, from that circumstance, be too often the leaders or the tools of the most cunning or the most numerous faction. And on this account can hardly be expected to possess the requisite neutrality towards those who conduct, whose conduct may be the subject of scrutiny. Excellent. Want me to read the paraphrase? Yes, read us the paraphrase. So, in a nutshell, that's, that means this. The power of impeachment is a delicate matter. Those in elected office are likely to be leaders or tools of the most cunning or most powerful factions and are highly unlikely to be neutral in making impeachment decisions against the accused. How can we how can we even disagree with that? Right. I mean the reality of his warning is playing right out in front of our faces. Mm -hmm. You know, I was teaching uh, teaching at 
uh, River School of Government about, we're in this class, The Origin of Liberty, and we've gotten into the role of government and why it's important for us to elect moral people. See, Adam said that our Constitution was written for a moral and religious police people alone. It's wholly inadequate for any other. Mm -hmm. And this is why. Because when people are in office are not governed by morality, by the principles of liberty, then the warning becomes the reality. Right. Because they can't be neutral, right? Paragraph number four is very short. Are you ready? The convention, it appears thought the Senate most fit, the most fit depository of this important trust, those who can best discern the intrinsic difficulty of the thing and will be least hasty in condemning that opinion and will be most inclined to allow due weight to the argument which may be supposed to have produced it. Yeah, so pretty. that's pretty simple. Yeah, well, basically, I think what it's referring to, again, is the fact why the Senate, because the Senate partners with the power of the president, and they're, they're, they're the ones that are intimately familiar with the job of the president, and so they understand the difficult choices that they have to be made, and they will not, they're not going to condemn him for political choices, right? Okay, so, should I read the next one, then? Uh... That's a pretty big one. I mean, yeah, if you want to. <laughs> well, if they might glaze over again. Yeah. But I mean, this yeah. this is where it just gets into. He says, what, what, it may be asked, is the true spirit of the institution itself? Talking about impeachment. impeachment. Yeah, what's the nature of impeachment? Not right? the nature of the crimes for impeachment. Correct. What is the nature of the process of impeachment? Yeah, what is, and, and well, the answer is a question. So what he's getting at is. It essentially, he says it's it's national, right? It's mm -hmm. it's the people versus the accused, right? Since it's supposed the to conduct be, of public men. Yeah. So he says since it's supposed to be a national inquest on behalf of the people of the nation, then it should be those elected by the people who carry it out, right? Right. So again, the purpose of Federalist sixty five is to explaining why this power is lodged in the Senate. So that's mm -hmm. that's what he's talking about. What's the nature of it? It's national. It's supposed to be for for the people, mm -hmm. and that's what he means by national, meaning it's it's for the people. It's this is a process for the people, so it should be the people's representatives. And, and they then used just, experience, right? They right, took right. this from the House of Lords and the House of Commons, yeah. and they bettered it. They actually said, well, "This is what we learned from experience." in the British government, and we've made it better. And this is what he says. I love this. This is just the last part of it. He says, he says, uh, we've regarded the practice of impeachment as a bridle in the hands of the legislative body upon the executive servants of the government. Uh, is this not the true light in which it ought to be regarded? And Madison talks about this as well in other applications of Congress. Mm -hmm. Why is the legislative body the body of impeachment? Because the House of Representatives are the direct representatives of the people. Right. The Senate is the direct representatives of the states. And they ought to have their closest relationship with their bodies right. so that they can be Right. Not necessarily the legislative branch being the control, mm -hmm. but the people through the legislative branch yeah, exactly. being the control. Exactly. 
Which is, which is a lot of the reason, because after this he goes into the court, like why it shouldn't be Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. As, and one of the things is, is that very idea that they're, they don't rep- they're not representatives of the people. Right. Is one thing. Um, and so, you know, it, it's not in SCOTUS. And then I think he finishes, it's interesting, I think, I guess, paragraph six, and he finishes about the Senate, um, you know, a body dignified, independent, confidence mm-hmm. in its own authority. So they're not going to be intimidated. Right. Uh, and and controlled by the executive, mm-hmm. so you know in that sense they can be independent and be an impartial judge, as he says, between the people and and the accused. I love the reason why he explains in Federal sixty five why the Supreme Court is not the proper body. Yeah, and he explains it just simply in terms of number. Is that it's too well, easy? One of the main reasons. Well, yeah. right, it's too easy to corrupt nine people. Mm-hmm. And there's no jury between the accused and the judges. Right. And so... And, and he's saying the other thing about the number is that you to, to decide, because of the nature of impeachment, the difficulty and, and just the whole... Because it's political and emotional. Right. He's, then you need, a lot of, you need a lot of eyes on this. You yes. need a lot of, a lot of voices right. on this. You know? So it takes a body uh, like the Senate and like the House that's large enough, right? That rep, is representative enough of the entire country rather than just a handful of judges. Right, not only that, okay? So impeachment is not the end. Yeah. So in the impeachment clause, once you're impeached, you're removed from office. Mm -hmm. By the way, I just need to drop in a little bonus for your educational dollar. Those of you out there who say that, well, if Donald Trump is impeached, he can run two more times. Okay, no. Impeachment precludes the ability to hold public office yeah. again. So if you are impeached, you're not allowed you're to done. hold public office again. Yeah. You're done. But the second part the gets second to the part, gets to the argument about it's not criminal, it's political. Mm-hmm. Okay? That makes what Hamilton says after this mm-hmm. completely absurd. Right. Okay, but but it's not what they're saying is absurd because because of what Hamilton says. So we once impeachment is done, mm-hmm. then the president or the vice president or any civil officer that's been impeached, yeah. which would in, will include also the Supreme Court justices, now can be tried in a criminal court for their offenses. Exactly. And he says, this is ridiculous. He says, okay, number one, the Supreme Court can be too easily corrupted, mm-hmm. right? And if you have the Supreme Court as the impeachment body, then they go through criminal trial. Mm-hmm. Then what happens is the Supreme Court's a second bite at the apple. Yeah, they're right? the ones that so, kicked you out of office. Yes. Now they're going to be ones decide whether you're guilty or innocent. In or, a criminal right, in a court, criminal and he court. says, "Look, if they're corrupted and an innocent man is kicked out of office, there's nothing to protect that innocent man from again being convicted because the same political corruption is now trying over the criminal case." So my question to the hacks at Wapo and. Politico and Fox, Chris Wallace, or wherever he's at now. Uh, that was Fox. If if uh, if this is just political, if it's not criminal, what is Alexander Hamilton talking about? Mm-hmm. How do you end up being tried before a court for something that's political? How does this make any sense? And so it's, one, it's two, clearly three, having five, has this in mind. It's, it's paragraph seven. So here's the thing. Eight. Is it seven or eight? It's eight. So rather, rather than fixing the argument on what's not in paragraph number 
to? Mm -hmm. How about what is there in paragraphs seven and eight? Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. You know, this is what we do, JC. We put these issues on the bottom shelf. We make it so everybody can understand and call the liars out for being liars. If you're enjoying this, you can get us on uh, Roku, Fire TV, Apple TV, and Samsung TV uh, all week and on Saturday. But more importantly, go to libertyfirstuniversity.com because this is how we teach the Constitution. This is how we teach the principles of the Constitution for this, this better application, right? And so what I also I want to point out about paragraph 8 that I think is so very important. Paragraph 8 of Federal 65. If you're not watching us on YouTube, we're going over Federal 65. If you're watching us on YouTube, then you see that's exactly what we're doing. And so what, I'm, what I get from this over and over and over again in paragraph 8 Hamilton is describing the process and the necessity of due process. Correct. In the impeachment process. Yeah. And these all of these hacks and these political walkers running around talking about how due process is not a part of impeachment, they're they're lying. And yeah. I can't look, these people can read. These people have brains that cost hundreds of thousands of dollars in education to build. You cannot tell me that their reading comprehension is off. So I have to know that they read just fine. They comprehend just fine, right? But they are intent to deceive. Throughout this document, how many times, JC, does he refer to aspects of imp of due process, impartiality, yeah, neutrality, so guilt, innocence, that sort of thing? I count uh, I count at least five five paragraphs. So uh, the very first part, which I don't know if I count it as a paragraph, but but the introduction, remember, mm -hmm. he taught he basically talks about the impeachment having a judicial, judicial character, character, a court, calls it a trial. Uh, and then in paragraph, the, the next paragraph, I guess it'd be paragraph two, uh, guilt or, it's referred to again. Solid says, proof of guilt or innocence. Right, he says right. It, it's going to end up being, you know, factionalism instead of proof of guilt or innocence. He says real demonstrations of innocence or guilt. Yep. And then paragraph six. Three. He talks about the requisite neutrality oh, right, right. towards those uh, who are accused. Yep. Right? Yep. The requisite neutrality that's good. So that's in paragraph actually three. six places. Um, and then I saw in paragraph six, right, he talks about being the impartial judge mm -hmm. between the people and, and the accused. Uh, and then paragraph seven is that whole point about due process, okay, which he refer, mm -hmm. where he oh, talks eight, about. Actually. Um, well, the one before that where he talks mm -hmm. about. Uh, oh, trying yeah, to right. limit limit the right. discretion of the court right. to protect the right the, the what do you say security uh, the... I forget how he phrases yeah, right, it but right. but he's talking about the rights like you know we when he talks about the the court would have to be so big 
with such a number, mm -hmm. and then you know, I mean, could, a court, we a court write with no enough rules yeah. to constrain them to respect the security of the accused. Exactly. So yeah. the rights of due process. Um, in paragraph and, eight. Then it's again, all in, about in eight, right? He talks about you know basically being kicked out of office by the court and then ended up in front of the court mm -hmm. again when you when you went at. Uh, the criminal prosecution of of the crime that he got kicked out. Like, if it's not a crime that he's kicked out for, then how do you go back and prosecute the guy, right? So it has to be a crime uh, that we're talking about. We're talking about criminal activity. Um, there's really kind of a hint at it, I think, in, in nine, when he deals with the issue of some say that we should combine the Senate and right. the SCOTUS in the process. He says, no, I think, you know, we'll get the benefit uh, just by making the chief justice the president of, of the trial. Mm -hmm. So there's kind of a, a implication there, again, of the court-type uh, nature of the proceedings. Right. Um, Paragraph 10, he yeah. talks about creating an external body, right. like a special counsel or committee. And he, he just simply says it would be, it would be too expensive complex and too complex and you couldn't constrain them yeah, open to corruption and open intrigue. corruption yes exactly right. once again corruption of what corruption of due process and yeah. de denial of the rights of right. the people yeah so i mean and, so, and we'll put we'll put the uh we'll put the paraphrase side by side paraphrase so on the website one, this is about the judicial nature of the senate why the supreme court is not the impeachment body why a separate outside entity it Shouldn't never be. ever ever defines the terms of impeachment or crimes of impeachment and now you know the rest of the story, the rest of the story. <laughs> god bless you guys see you next time